0: Vegetarian Zen, episode number 22. Give me an N. N. Give me an O. O. Give me a G. G. Give me an M.
1: M. Give me another O. O. What's that spell? Um, Nogamo? Nogamo! Yay!
0: What is Nogamo? You'll find out. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen. A peaceful
1: place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on.
0: Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And today we will be talking to you about no gmos. No gmo. What's a gmo? <laughs> g-m-o
1: gmos what does that stand for genetically modified organism
0: right so we'll be talking to you about what we've discovered for ourselves as we've been trying to eat healthier but first let's start out out with a couple of updates
1: Okay, well, we really just have one uh, kind of big one this week. And I think what we wanted to do is just kind of update everybody on how our first week on Weight Watchers went. Because if you listened in last week, uh, you'll know that we signed up for the program and our first day on the program was uh, last Sunday, a week ago. And so we've completed our first whole week.
0: And I think we did awesome. I think we did amazing. And I have to say, too, Weight Watchers Online thus far has been very, very friendly, user-friendly. Yes. Yes. The tools are very user-friendly. I haven't taken advantage of as much of the community online or anything yet, but luckily you and I have each other to kind of support each other, so I feel like we've got that. Um, We did use a couple of the recipes from their program. The tracking of the points is so easy, and it's just – I mean, the bar scanner tool that they have where you can scan your food so you understand how many points it is. Um, It was just amazing. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. And so to update you guys on how we did, I have lost almost four pounds in one week. And I went from
1: 224 to 220.5. Awesome. So what's that? Three and a half?
0: Something like that. Yep. Yep. So we did really well. And the other thing that it helped me to do was to increase my activity. I exercised six days last week when I normally exercise about four on average. Uh, so this was very good for that because mm-hmm. I was like because it tracks your activity points as well, and it was just very incur- it was motivating to mm-hmm. be able to track those points um, and right. to know that I had a little bit of wiggle room even though I didn't end up using all my points. Right. And that's the thing they don't carry over till the next week. They carry over for the for that particular week, but if you don't use them all, they don't carry over. You start again, which is fine. I mean that just means I did that much better. I didn't need to dip into those. And they right. also have what's called anytime points, which is really nice because it allows for those types of uh, um, things that come up like happy hour mm-hmm. or dinner with family or friends and stuff and so you can get a little bit um, away from the points that allots you day day to day right so. right
1: so so yeah we did really great and I'm looking forward to week two and uh, you said <laughs> you said you increased your exercise you went from four days um, to six days, <laughs> I went from zero days to two days. Yay. Hey, that's Yay, awesome. Me. That's still awesome. So,
0: but you know, those activity points, you want to do more, right? I know. It, so that makes exactly, it motivates you to exactly do more. That's exactly what I
1: found. I found out is I wanted to exercise longer so I could get more activity points. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's, that's the only update we have. And I kind of wanted to get through that kind of quickly because we have a very full discussion today and it's something, this is something that really kind of makes me mad um, the more that I learn about it and the more that that I understand it. And I just feel that it's, it's something that I've
0: become passionate about. Yeah, and you guys, those of you who have been listening to us for a while know that one of the things we are is pretty laid back about most things. Um, I mean, while we feel very passionate about incorporating a plant-based diet you know one of the other things that we stress is not being really hard on yourself or you know not expecting all or nothing um, and just to kind of work your, your way into it but this is one of the things I will say that Larissa and I are, ver- are both very passionate about mm-hmm. because um, I, don't, I don't like it that I don't like the fact that so much is hidden from us and as best as we try to make decisions for ourselves that can sometimes turn out to be not great decisions because of information that was hidden from us,
1: right exactly, and you know a good example of that is you making the decision to go and eat a fast food you know burger and fries and a big milkshake um, that's your decision to put that into your body. you know that's bad, you know, um, but when we go or it's we, not the best choice it's not the best <laughs> choice uh, but when we start to make healthier choices or what we think are healthier choices based on what these products and brands are telling us only to find out later that there are hidden ingredients that that they're not sharing with us. That's what really kind of upsets me because it's thwarting the good things that i'm trying to do for my body and my and my life.
0: Yeah, and we're not talking about, you know, saying something is light when it's really like more calories and you flip no. it over and you can see that it's more it's really more the same or fat or things like that. Um what we're talking about here are things that are are uh, genetically modified. I mean, that's the definition of a GMO, but genetically modified. And as we were talking about, they're not natural Mm -hmm. and that they can potentially harm you. And so that's, this is not a matter of just, you know, you had a few extra calories or a little bit more fat than you thought. I mean, this is stuff that, that if you make the decision that you don't want to consume this, you should be allowed to not consume it. Right, right.
1: Okay. So let's get right into this then. Um, What is a GMO? GMO is a genetically modified organism. That's what it stands for. So basically, these are foods, um, and this, this is to include animals as well, that have been genetically engineered, and that means genetically engineered means in a lab, uh, with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals that are not... Um, they wouldn't. They wouldn't happen naturally. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't
0: happen in nature, like through crossbreeding or anything like right, that. Right.
1: Exactly. So it's it's something that can't happen on its own. It has to be have human intervention in a lab with test tubes and all that stuff. Okay. So um, why 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 g- genetically modify foods? Uh, well. Um, Virtually all commercial GMOs are engineered to withstand the direct application of of herbicide herbicides herbicides. <laughs> and
0: that's,
1: we're not killing herb here. Sorry, herb. Any herbs out there who are listening? <laughs> um, uh, but uh, this is what that they what they're saying that these are for is to make them more resistant to uh, to herbicides, so that farmers can spray herbicides around these plants and even directly on them. And it'll kill the plants around them, the the unwanted, the weeds and the unwanted um, plants without hurting the the crops. Okay, so what they don't do, even though biotech, the biotech industry and the um, has said that this is what they want them to do. They don't do any of these things. They don't increase crop yields. Uh, They don't make them more drought tolerant. They don't enhance the nutrition of any of these, any of these foods. Um, There's, there's no consumer benefit. The only, only benefit is for growers.
0: That's for the, and for the companies making this. And for the
1: companies making this and for the companies who sell herbicides and these other chemicals. Mm -hmm. So, um, how common how common are GMOs in our food? And this is just
0: this is shocking. This is where I was really discouraged and Larissa had read me off some of the companies which we're gonna talk about in a little mm-hmm. bit and I was so discouraged because yeah. um it, it it's just it's sad. It really yeah. is sad. Well, and it's
1: kind of it's kind of you get to the point. Well, what am I supposed to eat? Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I know that's exactly how I felt. I was that's <laughs> exactly what I said when you told me. that. Case, I was like, but what? it's not the case. But
1: it's something that you have to if if this is something that's important to you, you you have to put a little
0: work into it. Well, and here's the other thing, and this is what I said. This kind of I got myself out of that funk uh, by saying, you know, you're doing the best you can with mm-hmm. what you know, and sometimes you're you know, we're trying to move slowly away from that. Um, One of the things, for example, we were talking about was our toothpaste. We got this natural toothpaste to get away from some of the companies we thought were bad only to find out the natural toothpaste is owned by one of the companies that is, uh, that, uh, promotes hiding this stuff from you. So that's the other thing. It's not so much that they're using it. That bothers me. Mm -hmm. What bothers me is that they feel the need to hide it. And to me, if you're doing something that you feel the need to hide from people, there's a reason you're trying to hide it from people. You right. know it's not good. Right. If I am doing something that I think is really good, I'm going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be hiding it or trying to defeat legislation that mm-hmm. uh to to educate um consumers. Right.
1: Right. And this is this is despite the fact that um co- consumers have said overwhelmingly that they want this to be labeled.
0: Yeah. Because they want to be able to make that decision for themselves. And if I right. decide to eat something or we, you know, we even talked about this because they said, all right, with the toothpaste, like what's next? Like baking soda. I mean, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're still using it for now, but we at least know, right. you know, what we're doing right. and right. we're making an educated decision for ourselves. Right.
1: Okay. So let's get back to how common. Okay. Um, as many as 80%, 80% that's crazy of all conventional processed foods in the United States contain genetically modified organisms okay or contain ingredients mm-hmm. that have been genetically modified okay so that's major yep eighty percent um, so then let, let's let's break it down a little bit there are two classes of agricultural products as relates to GMOs okay, okay. so you've got high risk And you've got monitored risk. So agricultural products that are at high risk of being genetically modified uh, are so because they are currently in commercial production. So that means that these these crops are currently genetically uh, being genetically modified and grown. So some examples of this are canola and approximately 90 percent of the U.S. crop of canola is GMO, okay, comes from GMO seeds, corn, 88% US crop in 2011. Um, And these are these are stats from 2011, for the most part, Uh, cotton, approximately 90%. And then soy, this is this. And now this is one of the biggest topics, especially among vegetarians and vegans is soy, because soy uh, is is more important to vegetarians and vegans than it is to most other people approximately 94 percent of the u.s soy crop in 2011 was genetically modified wow from genetically modified seed which is just
0: scary mm-hmm.
1: because soy i mean for us soy we eat soy and everything
0: well know. not everything well not everything yeah we, we try not to because you know too much soy is not bad right it's right. not good for you
1: but i mean it's it's something that we go to regularly yeah you know,
0: at least a few, at least a few times a week, right?
1: And then the other thing, uh, zucchini and yellow summer squash, which we do eat all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that that's not as big of an issue. It's considered a monitored uh, risk, I think. Uh, but approximately twenty five thousand acres in the U S. in two thousand eleven was uh, planted from genetically modified seed. Um, and then this is not just produce; it's also animals. And the reason for that is um, that they're fed seed. They're fed crops that are made from genetically modified seed. Mm -hmm. So a good example of that would be alfalfa or corn um, or wheat. Um, Okay, so then the second class is monitored risk. And monitored risk is uh, crops that are suspected two have had an incident of contamination or are known to have been contaminated at some point along the line. And, um, or, and this is, this is a kind of a freaky one, or they have a relative plant. Okay. So, um, a plant that's related to them that could possibly cross pollinate with them. So now if that, if that related plant is a GMO plant, Mm-hmm. and they cross-pollinate, then... And they're contaminated. They're contaminated, mm-hmm. exactly. That's kind of scary. That is
0: very scary. You know? And it's scary that they use the word contaminated. Yeah, I am <laughs> <laughs>
1: thinking of glowing green, yeah. you know, like Something vegetable. from Creepshow, yeah. Exactly. Um, so some of the things in the monitored risk category are flax, rice, wheat, um, cur- uh, cur- curcubita, or cur- curbita, which is the squash uh, family. And then um, uh, some of the bok choy, Chinese cabbage, things like that. Um, And then there's a third layer to all of this. And that is common ingredients in our foods that are derived from GMO crops. Okay, and the biggest the biggest ugly one that I can think of, of course, is high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. because And that is in so much.
0: Yeah, that is in a lot of right. things.
1: And that's bad in and of itself. High fructose corn syrup is just not good. Um, but then you add on the fact that it's made from genetically modified corn. Um, and that's just kind of hitting you, hitting you twice in the gut, kind of. Yeah. Um, but also things like aspartame. Which, again, is another thing that's just bad. You want to stay away from aspartame as much as you can. And these
0: are more like ingredients that are derived right. from right. GMO crops, right?
1: Exactly. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, vitamin C, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, natural and artificial flavorings. So if you see, you know, naturally flavored or artificially flavored, there's a potential. And I'm not saying that every product that is naturally or artificially flavored, you know, is me is done so from GMO crops, but there's always the potential.
0: Well, and considering that eighty percent of our stuff exactly. is <laughs> that's pretty high potential. Right.
1: Uh, lactic acid, uh, molasses,
0: MSG. Yeah, yuck. Um, Xanthan. So I've got to tell you an MSG story. Okay. Uh, some me and some uh, some coworkers and I went out to dinner while I was traveling, and I won't say the name of the restaurant, but we ate at a it was a Chinese restaurant that. Obviously, use GMOs because the next day. No,
1: MSG. Oh, I'm always sorry. Use MSG. MSG. Yeah,
0: <laughs> MSG. Because the next day, um, one of my coworkers was complaining of like swelling of her hands or, you know, something like that. She had like water retention, obviously. I didn't feel right. I had like a headache or so And I didn't even, I think I had like a glass of wine and that was it. Um, and, uh, and another coworker complained of something else. Like, a, I think it was a headache. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking that had got to, because I had. A pretty healthy meal by stand, you know, by Chinese restaurant standards. It was just like steamed vegetables and stuff. But right. I know that in the rice they probably used MSG,
1: right? Or even in the ve- because uh, or and in the sauce. yeah, in the, in sauce, the sauces yeah. because mm-hmm. MSG is is used as a flavor enhancer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's a one good thing when you order uh, from a, a Chinese restaurant. or anything, always say no. No, I didn't
0: even think about it yeah. at the time.
1: Yeah, and most people don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Okay, so now I want to talk about something. And now this is, this is what makes me mad. And this is what we were kind of touching on earlier. Um, Talking about regulation and disclosure. And this is now, this is something that was so timely. I, I got on my iPad this morning and was looking through Facebook and, and looking through some of the people that we follow. And one of the people who we follow is, I can't think of her real name, but she goes by the Food Babe. The
0: Food Babe. The Food
1: Babe, and she's awesome. If you yeah. don't know about the Food Babe, check her out. Um, I'll stuff. have the link. I'll have links to her website and her Facebook and everything in our um, show notes for this episode. But she she's kind of a watchdog in in, in of herself. I mean she she's always looking for things like. Exactly this, exactly what we're talking about, to alert consumers and alert her followers. And I just love her. Uh, So she posted an interview this morning, uh, an interview of Max Goldberg, who is, uh, he has a website called livingmaxwell.com. And I had never heard of Max Goldberg. I haven't heard of that, And I know about him now and I have since since, because of this I went to his website and I checked him all out signed up for his newsletter and all this and he's great and he's someone who's like us who um, was just kind of an average Joe guy and you know doing his thing in the world we're very average we're very (laughs) average Um, doing his thing in the world and and he just had a realization one day um, back in the late 90s that he was very unhealthy and he wanted to change that and he just he did all this stuff. He stopped smoking. He stopped drinking. He stopped doing all this stuff that was bad for his body. And now he has a um, the, his website. He started the world's first pressed organic juice directory. Um, and he runs the Organic Food Industry Group on LinkedIn. Cool. And Which I'm going to join um, tomorrow. And I will have the links for all that as well for him. But basically, this was just a really short interview, the uh, TV interview that he did five minutes and it was amazing what he talked about. So here's what he, here's what he was saying. He's basically, he was talking about the um, regulation or lack there, or the, the disclosure issues with GMOs. So what he was saying was that more than 60 countries, okay, require food products to be labeled. If they contain any GMOs at all, any ingredients have our GMO.
0: And okay. we, are not not one of them,
1: of course. All right. So then, according to the watchdog group Food and Water Watch, uh, which he mentioned, and of course I went and looked up right away, and they're fantastic as well. Uh, the agriculture and biotech industries have spent five hundred and seventy-two. Wait for it, million. <laughs> Five hundred seventy-two million dollars in lobbying and campaign funding to make sure GMO labeling legislation is defeated whenever it comes up. Mm. Okay, and this is across all fifty states. So
0: that worries me. That's is that is what worries you.
1: It's scary. Yeah. And uh, so this the same the the ag biotech industry. Um, Not
0: to mention, what could you do with that money? You know. know, what else could we do with that money? I know.
1: Yeah, produce non-GMO products, <laughs> uh, support organic farming. Yeah. Uh, but but basically, the ag biotech industry, what what that's composed of is the companies that engineer the GMOs, plus the companies itself, the farmers, chemicals that are used on agricultural products. And that's what we had mentioned earlier. So it's, it's these companies combined that are, are working to defeat all of this labeling legislation. So... Uh, in the past, I guess several years, I'm not sure how many years, 25 states, that's half of, of the states in, in our country, have introduced legislation um, for making labeling of GMO products required.
0: I love my home state, but why do I have a feeling Texas was not amongst those? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't. I didn't check on that, but I don't think so. Um, I'd bet money on that. Yeah. I would be really surprised. Yeah. Love you, Texas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 25 states. You would think that at least one would have, one, two, four, six, would have succeeded, right? Mm-hmm. None. Zero. Wow. Zip, zilch uh
0: uh-uh. Well, you got to know that money is behind it cuz like California, mm-hmm. I I joke about Texas cuz we tend to be very conservative, but you got to think like a a a state like California, mm-hmm. big blue, you know, you would mm-hmm. think that it would pass there. No, it didn't pass because that's got a lot of money behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing; it's got a lot of money trying to keep that out of your um, exactly out of your vision, so you can't see
1: exactly. And that's what happened last year in California. Exactly mm-hmm. that. Um, there was a proposition, uh, a bill to require to make ma- uh, mandatory GMO labeling. So any products that had GMOs would have to be labeled and uh, disclosed. And the companies that are against labeling spent. $50 million to defeat that one little bill. Wow. $50 million. Um, similarly, this year, there's current legislation in Washington state. So far, $20 million has been spent to defeat that. And that's still open. That hasn't um, hasn't gone to a vote yet. But just so far, $20 million has been spent on that. Um, so now what I want to do, and this is kind of going to be um, – just some lists, but I think that this is important. Mm-hmm. So, just listen. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's all I can say is just listen. Um, I've got huge lists here, um, and we're not going to go through. No, the whole I'm not going to read the for whole you. list. Just highlight no, but some. I just want what I, and what I really want to do is highlight the ones that people know. Um, Because Mm -hmm. some of these are, are, you know, specific biotech companies, I don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. But the ones that people know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so just listen to a list of some of the companies opposed to labeling who have actually given money to these campaigns. To stop these bills. Okay. Well, of course, number one on the list is the most hated company in, in our, our world right now, <laughs> Monsanto. A lot
0: of people's world, actually. Yes,
1: Monsanto. Yeah. To date, um, Monsanto itself has given over $7 million, just that one company, towards defeating legislation like this. It's just Mm mind-blowing. Okay, so uh, Monsanto. Okay, but then there's PepsiCo. Okay? People drink Pepsi, right? Pepsi has a ton of products. All right? It's not just soft drinks that Pepsi does. Um, Okay, Bayer. Kraft. How many products does Kraft have? You know? Um, Coca-Cola. Nestle USA. And I think this one's important to note. Nestle is... uh, It's not originally a U.S. company, and the reason I think that it's Nestle USA here is because I have a feeling that the Nestle companies in Europe uh, are not on this, are not opposed to labeling, you know? So, okay, ConAgra and General Mills, two huge ones, Del Monte, Kellogg's, Heinz, Hershey's, Smuckers, Hormel, Campbell's, McCormick. Here's a scary one, Abbott Nutrition, and you probably don't know who Abbott Nutrition is, but if I say the name Similac, does that make you, does that does that ring any bells? Oh, yeah. Abbott Nutrition makes infant formula, um, specifically Similac. Uh, and then uh, one that's specifically, uh, particularly important around here is Goya. And for our non-Texas or non-Southwestern uh, Listeners, Goya makes uh, ethnic products, yeah. Hispanic mm-hmm. yeah. ethnic products. Okay. And then Clorox is another one. Um, and this is just, it's just frightening. So moving on, I'm going to do another list here breaking it down a little bit more. Depending on how passionate you are about this, I'm very passionate about this. So I kind of go deeper into it. Um and how and how deep you want to take it. So as like whether or not you're okay with giving your money to companies who are against labeling legislation. um, A lot of these companies have divisions that are organic. So they actually do make organic products. They make products that contain organic ingredients. Okay. So some of the ones that I know you know. Uh, and that i 've stopped using Conagra foods uh, ha- has a hu- that 's an umbrella company and they 've got huge, huge amounts of, of brands, okay, but some of their organic brands are Alexia, they make the frozen potatoes and, and we used to eat them not anymore um, Hunts organic now we used to
0: eat that too yeah, we did.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we switched to annie 's ketchup right um, uh, here 's a scary one, light life. For veg- vegetarians and vegans, will know what Light Life is. I have
0: some in my refrigerator now. We do.
1: <laughs> bought before. <laughs> That's where I did this up, research. I my hands up in the air when Larissa told me that. Uh, I know. Like, I just bought um, some of that. Right. But Light Life makes uh, vegetarian and vegan meat substitutes, like deli meats and, and hot dogs and things like that. Um, and then Orville Redenbacher's Organic is also ConAgra. Um, another scary one Dean Foods makes. Uh, mainly milk products and dairy products, um, and they make silk. Silk is um, the soy milk products, okay? Uh, and then there's General Mills, maker of Cheerios. Um, A lot je- of cereals, actually. Yes, yes, but Cheerios is actually um, organic, mm. yeah, you know, for what it's worth now. Um, but General Mills also makes Cascadian Farms, which so many people, which they promote themselves as a healthy brand, as a, a wholesome brand, organic, um, but then they they support this labeling. They're out, they're mm-hmm. opposed to labeling. Yeah. Um, Cascadian Farms, okay. Lara Bar they also make, and then Muir Glen and Nature Valley, which we talked about last week. Um, uh, another big group is called Haines Celestial. They're partially owned by Heinz, and they this is sad. They um, own. They make Arrowhead Mills products, which is another the,
0: thing we used.
1: Yes, it's the quinoa cereal. Mm-hmm. So we'll be taking that off of of our recommended list, unfortunately. 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 Um, and they also make some others. They make Rice Dream, Soy Dream, Eve Meatless, Y V E S Eve Meatless, which we won't be using anymore either. Um, and then there are some other ones. Uh, well, th- these will be listed in our our our. Show notes, but it's also important to note that there are personal care items as well. Clorox is uh makes Burt's bees, which touts itself as all natural and you know uh, close to nature. And then the one we were talking about earlier, the toothpaste is Tom's, I Tom's I of Maine, and Tom's of Maine is owned by Colgate Palm Olive, which is just really sad to me. So, uh, on the upside, there are companies. And this is the happy part of our of our show now that we've now like that you're defeated everybody and and feel like and
0: you got to sit there naked with nothing to eat <laughs> and with bad breath <laughs> poor hygiene a dirty house and <laughs>
1: <laughs> and starving. Um all right, so but there are companies who advocate for GMO labeling. Okay, um, this is just a small list of them. I'll I'll link to a bigger list. And we have started to use as many of these as possible. Some of them we used before. Um, Okay, so Amy's Kitchen is a good one. Yes, thank goodness. They do the frozen foods. They do um, canned soups. They do things like that. Um, And they're good. Uh, Okay, Annie's. I love Annie's. Annie's we've talked about before. We link to products in our Amazon store for Annie's for the macaroni and cheese, their um, fruit snacks.
0: Uh, There's a few other ones. But now are these companies we're talking about? I I know you said that they are they are for labeling. Yes. But does that mean that they don't use GMOs or does it mean that they could still possibly use GMOs, but they're just about making it available Mm -hmm. to you to determine,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, I'll check on that mm-hmm. and clarify that. Okay. Um, I know that they are for GMO labeling. Yeah. And I know that most of these, if not all of these, are um, small, privately owned uh, companies who produce organic products. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that they do not use GMOs. Yeah. I can't vouch for 100% of those and all of the products that they make, but that would be my educated guess.
0: Okay. And, and uh, to me, the bigger thing is just don't hide it from me. Yes. If you're going to use it, right. then just don't hide it from me. Right.
1: And I'd rather patronize a company who supports labeling. Yeah. Um, mm. Okay. So Annie's, Applegate Farms. Okay. A good one is Bob's Red Mill. They make really good cereals, and we can switch to cereal from Bob's Red Mill for your quinoa. Um, uh, Cedar Lane does frozen foods, and theirs are good. They 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 do that tamale pie that you like. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Earthbound Farms, Eden Foods. uh, Let's see, Nature's Path. We use a lot of Nature's Path. Newman's Own. Newman's Own, and they they make good products. Uh, Simply Organic, and then our uh, Tofurky. And I was really happy to see that on there because I'm running out of of meat substitutes here. Um, So, and then there's a larger list, but that's just some of the more recognizable brands, especially among vegetarians and vegans. So there is hope. Um, It'll take a little more work on your part if this is something that you're passionate about. And like I said, I am, and Vicky is. And um, it seems like every day I learn another one.
0: Well, and here's the thing. So let's let's keep it real. Mm -hmm. Um, This is very overwhelming. And as Larissa and I were going over the the dry run of this podcast to go over the notes and stuff, um, when she was reading some of these to me, I because she does most of the research for this. I was, like, overwhelmed. And, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of people, you're probably just going, why even bother? I mean, Mm -hmm. I might as well just have whatever because this is too much. And it's 80% of all this stuff has it. And, you know, well, the point is not to make you feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. It's just to bring it to, to light so you can make a decision. And so if it's between... Two different brands, um, and you know that, for example, Tofurky is is supports mm-hmm. telling you what they're putting in their food, being very open about that. Then you know, then you can right. support them by an educated decision, uh, rather than being fooled by some of these other companies that choose not to tell you what's in their food right and there is Oh, i was just gonna say so it's it's not about make trying to make you feel overwhelmed because i'll i mean i'll be honest i felt very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and i got a little frustrated going well you know especially like with my cereal i love that quinoa cereal and i i was eating it almost every morning and it's not that the cereal is bad for you it's probably Mm -hmm. probably fine for you it's fine for me it's just that we choose not to spend our money on companies that are going to hide that from us.
1: Right. Well, not to mention the fact um, I don't know if they use GMOs in that or not because it's not labeled. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I like to limit our intake of genetically modified foods as much as possible now. And realistically, it's not 100% possible. You just can't do it these days. Um, well, I mean, I, I can't say I can't. You can't. You could. It would be but very difficult. It would be very difficult. Um, but like Vicki said, our goal is to educate and to, edu- to educate ourselves and to educate you guys as well. Um, and then to live as naturally as we can, um, as often as we can. Mm-hmm. And um, so that said, you know, this is a lot of information and, but we just want to make you guys aware of it.
0: Okay, so let's pick up the let's pick it up here into the Recipe, Recipe of, of the Week. What was that? A sound effect you're trying it was trying to. explain. <laughs> she, she was waving her hand in front of her mouth. <laughs> Shut up.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. So this week we have two recipes. Two. Count them. All right. Uh,
0: I've Are they no been... GMO?
1: <laughs> well, it depends on if you make them with GMO ingredients or not. Are they no GMO? No GMO? You can make these no gamo. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, they are vegan. Okay. So so I since we started on, on Weight vegan Watchers. But vegan isn't stuff, necessarily no gamo. No, it's not. No, but it's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're vegan, you could make these. Uh, you're being a pain. Um, so since we started on Weight Watchers last week, um, we've been trying to have some things that are good things to snack on that don't have a lot of points for us. And um, that are kind of filling and and healthy. So I've made one batch of of muffins. These are two muffin recipes. So I made one batch last Sunday. And we kind of snacked on them during the week. And they were very good. They were ginger. So vegan ginger muffins. And then the second recipe I made this morning. And you haven't had one yet. Not yet. I had one at breakfast. And they're They're really good. They're um, vegan oatmeal muffins. And, you know, if you're not vegan, you can substitute butter for the earth's balance margarine
0: and you know you really can't tell with these as Mm -hmm. uh as a matter of fact larissa made a um pumpkin loaf that she sent that recipe went out to our newsletter subscribers so if you're not signed up for our newsletter make sure you get signed up because we give these exclusive things that you don't get on the podcast on the website specifically to our newsletter subscribers and i want to plug to our veggie coup so mm-hmm. with, with the recipe we have a drawing that I do of a of a featured vegetable or fruit mm-hmm. along with a haiku that right. Larissa writes. So, right. so I do the drawing and Larissa does a haiku and we call it veggie coo. And then there's and, a recipe. And there's a recipe. And so the recipe this week was pumpkin loaf. And I cut a slice for a coworker that Larissa um, was wanting me to take a piece too, because she had uh commented on a com- couple of our recipes or something like mm-hmm. uh, and then I took the rest to work and put it in uh for the team to take and I didn't tell anyone it was vegan and I just said uh pumpkin loaf in the you know, whatever cube. And of course, afternoon munchies, it was like totally gone. Um, and several people came over and commented how good it was. And I said, Oh, yeah. And guess what? It's it was vegan. And they're like, really? <laughs> and I said, Yeah. And they said, well How did it get so moist? I don't know, I guess when people think of vegan, um, they think of something like dry cardboard or something, yeah, you know, because they think because he doesn't have eggs or right. milk in it. So they automatically think that it's going to be like cardboard, but it was gone and, and people really liked it. So good job.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So yeah, if you, um, if you belong to our newsletter, then you'll get our, our newsletter twice a month, the regular newsletter that has exclusive content in it. And then you'll also get our veggie coup news or it's emails. Not really, yeah emails. yeah. yeah. Uh, periodically mm-hmm. that'll have, that'll feature. So, so far we've done this last one was pumpkin. And the first one we did was, um, Broccoli broccoli, okay,
0: all right, okay. So, right, so um, so if you if you're not, if you don't belong to our newsletter, sign up. okay, so I think that brings us to the end of our episode today. We are going on episode number twenty three I know I say this at the end of every episode, but it just keeps adding up and adding up, and it's crazy, so I know,
1: I know, so I hope we didn't depress you too much today because there there is hope out there, um, and like we said again, just be aware, and that's all.
0: Yeah, just be aware, and then also when legislation comes up like this in your state, that also get out there and and vote right. for it. I mean, Support because there's it. a lot of corporations that are putting money behind hiding it from you, mm-hmm. so it's very important. And I think really a big reason why these companies are able to, to defeat it is because people don't know, and they think right. they don't care. They don't care enough to. I mean, they barely care enough to vote sometimes, just for. I mean, for right. the president, <laughs> right. much less to get out and uh, and vote for you know uh, right. for something like this. So it's right. really important that you understand. when these things come up what they are because they're going to try to confuse you with all sorts of language and Mm -hmm. you just don't know what it is so minimally that's just to educate you about that but again this is not all or nothing it's about making small changes every day that make you better Right. okay well that does it for today thanks alright see you next week peace out bye Hey, Zeners! Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash vegetarianzen or on Twitter at vegetarianzen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.